Welcome to the Deep Dive Spirituality Conversations podcast. I'm your host, Brian Russell, and today I'm going to talk about how to amplify our identity in Christ. Now, most of us intellectually grasp the truth that we're persons loved by God, and that really is our identity. We're not human doings, we're human beings, and our true nature is simply souls loved by God unconditionally. And the moments and times that we can sit in our true identity, I think we all instinctively know we're at our best, that we thrive, that we model Christ-likeness. But the challenge of that reality is that we tend, instead of living in that identity, we substitute our true identity in Christ as persons loved by God for our roles or the expectations of others or all the things that we believe we should be doing instead of simply being and living out of the abundance of the moment-by-moment walk that we can have at a moment with a God who loves us. I oftentimes think about connection with God. We hear lots about revivals and outpourings. And in those moments, we have these unitive experiences where we recognize that we're in the presence of something greater than ourselves, God. And we can feel and live within those moments. But but here's the truth. Those moments are always there because God is always present and God's present everywhere. So it's almost like if you go back to the old days where we used to have to dial in and tune a radio or if you had to play with antennas on top of, of a TV set to get the picture to come in properly. When we think about how does it, what's it mean to live out of our identity in Christ, it's about learning to dial in the channel so that we can live and breathe and walk and be led by God's Spirit. So I've created a tool. And I want to walk you through that. And again, if you're uh, driving, obviously you can think through this. But if, you, if you're actually sitting somewhere, I invite you to grab a piece of paper. And I'm going to describe this tool, which I call the Identity in Christ Amplifier. And it has three components. And those three components are holiness, mission, and community. Those three things work together and when, if you would draw each of those as a, as a, a Venn diagram, what you were talking about, it's the place where there's an intersection of all those things. That's the sweet spot where we're truly dialed in and living out of that identity. So let me start with the first piece, which is holiness. If we want to live as persons loved by God, then we have to adopt and build out essentially a container that creates both the disciplines, the habits, the people, the actions that allow us then to live out of our true identity most of the time. And so that first pillar, the first piece of that container is going to be holiness. And the easiest way to think about holiness is not to make it an abstraction, but to basically turn it back on ourselves and say, 
what are my practices and habits? How do I avail myself, if you want to use traditional language, to the means of grace that allows God's sanctifying work, the Spirit, to come into our lives and to make us holy? Because as we all know, God can do things in a moment. Sometimes it takes, and there's always going to be progress, so there's no there's tension between these crisis moments and growth over time. But we can hinder and thwart what God's doing. And then there's certain practices that we do, and these are what we call the means of grace that are the typical ways that God channels grace into us, which truly makes us holy. So this is an invitation. If you're going to amplify your identity, do a check-in today on your actually rule of life. So sit down for a moment and, and describe. Describe or review what are the habits and practices that you consistently do on a daily and weekly basis that simply allow and help you to become deeper in your formation and grace and holiness. Now, I have other videos on rule of life, and I will link to those. But in brief, what you want to be looking at is look for first, what are your traditional means of grace and how do you avail yourself to those things? And so what I mean by what's like, how does, what role does scripture play? Prayer, worship, taking of the Lord's Supper. I'm going to include Sabbath here, though you could, you could make Sabbath a separate category itself, but are, how do you practice those things? And this isn't about legalism. Again, this is putting yourself in spaces where God typically acts. So what, what does your rule of life look like? What are the means of grace that you avail yourself to, first of all? Um, the second thing is you're going to look at the physical body. Because if we're going to live as persons loved by God, I've noticed, and I hope I'm not the only one, that it's a lot easier for me to be a person who loves God and loves neighbor when I have gotten a good night's sleep when I'm eating high-quality, healthy food that doesn't throw off my blood sugar and that fuels the body temple, allows me to be have energy along with sleep, and I'd also throw exercise into those things. So your rule of life, if it's all about just these spiritual things and you're neglecting your body, that basically base, makes us Gnostics, people that separate spirit from the body and stuff, because we're not. We're embodied souls. So our food, our sleep, and our exercise are equally vital to Scripture, prayer, uh, the other means of grace. And then, of course, make sure you're practicing Sabbath. And I'd also ask and have you reflect upon if you really want to go deep and the, the area that I've added into my life over the last decade have been contemplative practices and I make them their own category. Again, not everybody does contemplative practices. You don't have to be one to be a Christian, but I found that intentional journaling and centering prayer and especially the practice of centering prayer, silent meditative prayer has been a game changer. Again, if you're interested in these things, if you're a typical listener to my channel, I do multiple, uh, have had multiple episodes on Centering Prayer, so you can simply search for Centering Prayer. Also put some resources in the show notes. So that's the holiness side. What are you doing? What's your rule of life? What practices, habits do you do that allow you to grow in grace? Now, 
another important piece of the rule of life is to do a reverse question, right? Because basically, here's the reality. You can read the Bible all day. You can pray. You can do centering prayer. But have you played defense also? And the way to get at that is to simply ask yourself, what is it in your life you're tolerating right now? What are you tolerating? What's actually working against your soul? Because we have a positive rules of life. And if we're honest, we also have negative rules of life. And the key is amplify the positive things, eliminate the negative influences in our lives. So go through what are some practices that you need to get rid of? I've noticed from time to time that I literally just get off of social media because I feel like it's not helping my soul. Maybe there's a hobby that you spend too much time with. Again, we all need hobbies, but sometimes we use our hobbies to procrastinate from the things that God's actually called us to do. Again, you have to have Sabbath. So be, let me be clear on that. But just notice, ask, what are you tolerating? Let alone things that are obviously not good influences. And what those would be the various things we can be addicted to. And I might remind the pastors that are listening here that the one addiction that you'll never be condemned for is working too much. But that wars against our soul. So if you want to amplify your identity and live ministry as a person loved by God, lock in a rule of life as part of that container for living out of your true identity. The second thing is, this is the mission part, right? Now, again, this is critical to hear the mission part in the context of the whole thing. Most of us think the mission is the whole thing. Like Brian Russell, I'm a professor, I'm an author, I'm a father, all those things. Those are simply roles, right? What's your mission? What's the deeper mission that God's called you to? I can state mine pretty clearly. My mission is to seek out study and embody the deepest truths about God so that I can teach them and share them with others uh, lovingly, compellingly, in transformational ways through speaking, teaching, coaching, and writing. And so then I can lay out some of the different roles that I have. Now, part of my identity is recognizing that I've been called to something bigger than myself. So it is critical to see that, but notice the mission is underneath the true identity. The second that mission becomes the piece that's up here, we've already blown out of our identity. So lock in the holiness piece. Of course, that it's going to be plied because holiness without a mission isn't really holiness because God believes in missional holiness missional holiness in community and that's the last spot so spend a little bit of time reviewing your roles how will you allocate your time then to live out the calling that god has given you again your time allocation never overrides the time that you spend in your spiritual formation right so just make sure we get that right and then the last piece of an identity amplifier that we want to focus on is the is the critical role of community because we're not in this alone and so when i say community i'm not necessarily talking about the church that you belong to if you're a lay person or the church that maybe you you serve as the pastor of it's going to be that's probably part of your community but we're talking about something community more narrowly focused because the critical piece is if you want to live 
as a person loved by God, you need the support of other brothers and sisters that are on the same journey that you are. It's easy to find people that work too much, that just get stuff done but aren't fully formed, right? You know, if you find yourself in relationships when you're always the most spiritually mature person, well, guess what? That isn't the community that I'm talking about. I'm talking about who are the hitters in your life that you know are on the same journey, that have the courage to go and ask the hard questions of themselves and open themselves up at the deepest level to what God wants to do. So make a list of that. That's probably your true community. Now, is, is that part of your church? It could be, but it also could be people that you meet outside of your actual you know, local church could be other you know pastors if you have if you're pastors it could be a, a mentoring group that you're part of it can be a band meeting if you know the wesleyan terminology but you're looking for a smaller group of people who are with you on the journey i like to think of these as the kind of people that were outside when lazarus walked out when lazarus was resurrected by jesus he came out not fully released he was still all covered up with his bandages and Jesus didn't take the bandages off. Jesus told the people that were there, take the bandages off. So you want to be in a community where you're taking other people's bandages off, where they're taking your bandages off, and you're on the journey towards growth and grace and holiness and mission together. So ask yourself those hard questions. Do you have those people? Do you literally have people that you know have your back? that you have their back, and that you're committed in a real spiritual soul partnership where your goal is to support each other, to live out as per, your identity as persons loved by God. It's critical, right? Now, I just named real persons. You need to look in your life and find such persons. Now, I'm also going to talk about a backup way to do this because you can also have virtual relationships. Now, you need literal, real people that you can speak with. But you can also then also think about what are the authors who help you in your journey to live as a person loved by God? What are the podcasts that you listen to? What are the audiobooks, the resources? YouTube, people that you've met on YouTube. I know I've had virtual mentors that have helped me. Again, I always have that group of people that are around me that are actual people that I'm in deep relationship with. But I also have been shaped and helped greatly by my reading of books, sometimes books by persons that died hundreds, if not thousands of years ago. So again, I'm going to wrap this up. This is a shorter episode, but I wanted to give you this tool because here's the reality. If we want to be Jesus' hands and feet and mouthpieces, before we're that, we have to be Jesus' beloved. We have to get to that point in our life where we accept the fact that we're unconditionally accepted. There's nothing that we can do to make God love us more. That's your identity. You are a person created in God's image. Now, we support that image, again, with a rule of life, habits and practices that fuel our growth. We live out of that identity into the roles that we serve our greater mission. So think about what's your mission statement? What God, what's God called you to? Again, and notice the roles within that can change. Your identity doesn't. And then who are the people in your life 
that are on the same journey. If you have any questions, I'd love to hear from you. If you'd like to be part of a group of dynamic persons like I'm describing, one option is you can check out my Deep Dive Spirituality groups. Go to deepdivespirituality.com. For all the other resources or ways to connect with me, check out brianrussellphd.com. Look forward to serving you in the future. If you found this episode helpful, share it. If you'd like the tool that I've created to go with this episode, email me directly, brian at brianrussellphd.com, and I'll get that information out to you. Until next time, live by faith, be known by love, and be a voice of hope to others.